All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you 
by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. Go check them out on Twitch. Chris has something to say about our wonderful sponsors at Zephyr Epic. Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Dot com. I'm going to head in there, I think, to the um, to the location because we, we bring it up here and there. Yeah. Uh, they do have like an actual store, you know, in yes. Surrey. Uh, I might drive in there and check it out, maybe take some pictures or some videos just so people can kind of see what they're all about in Surrey. Now that, you know, things are opening up, you can go visit the store. They were all online throughout the pandemic, but I know they've opened up. and They have some cool stuff in there, too. Not only, you know, boxes, but they have a lot of single cards for sale, a lot of yeah. Pokemon, a lot of magic, all that fun stuff. But, yeah, use our promo code to get the hockey cards online right now. Uh, some discounts, too. Some discounts on there right now. Check I those saw. out. Yeah, go check them out. How do you and, spell it, Chris? Z E. P- is it Z or Z? Which one's Canadian? Z. Z. I kind of like Z. Oh, come on. It's, yeah. No, no. Z is better. Do you say, when you talk about the band, do you say ZZ Top? No, because they're an American band. Okay. Fair enough then. When they made their name, they didn't think ZZ Top. Do you think there's a lot of Canadians out there that call them ZZ Top? I really, no, I don't think so. No? No. Okay. That doesn't roll off the tongue at all. No, it doesn't. Hey, you know what? People who don't know, a little behind the scenes moment here. So we bought, you know, some decent chairs for the studio, thanks to our Patreon supporters. Yeah. You can check that out, patreon.com slash combo. Nothing special. They were like 20 bucks off yeah. of Facebook yeah. Marketplace. Um, but you don't have wheels on your chair anymore because you took the chat chair into your office at your new apartment. Yeah. And I'm just looking at you, like, scooting around on the floor, marking up the floors up <laughs> here in the studio. And I was just thinking, yeah, it's nice having the, I got the wheels on you my do. chair. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, man, I tell you, that's that's one of the best things to buy on Facebook Marketplace is just $20 office chairs. They're really? not, you know, this was 20 bucks. This one's fine. It's holding up good. I podcast yeah. in all the time. You took yours home. Yeah, That I was did. another $21, $25 one that I bought. So, yeah, yeah, it's just funny. You got no, uh, you got no range in there. You look like Tyler Myers in the defensive zone <laughs> with how you're, uh, how you're able to move around there. Two minutes into the show, already a Tyler Myers and a quads chirp all in one. That's you know, funny. someone someone made fun you of my... You missed a quads chirp in my mailbag. You didn't take it out. No, what'd you say? <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it because you, you, gotta you say completely it. You, missed it. You bring it. it up. I don't think I missed it. Well, I said I was like, I'm going to make fun of quads, but I'll keep it short instead. Oh, <laughs> you, wow. You complete... I, I was like, he's going to take this That out. one went right over my yeah, head. Yeah, normally I do a big intro and I make fun of you for some reason. Yeah. I say you're off making, you Was know, hiding the, <laughs> the, the family recipe or, or making a, a bathtub full of spaghetti. But this oh time I just gosh. said, I'm just going to keep it short. Yeah, but, uh, I was surprised you missed that one. Actually, well, that's yeah. I didn't want to say it. you forced it out of me. Just so that's you know. okay. That's fair. Um, someone making height. fun of me. Your average height. I don't think I am. I'm five eight. What that's, do you think average isn't height the average is? Then? In North What's America, five ten. I'm like one of the tallest in my family because Italians, <laughs> uh, like we're we're not yeah. very tall people. Is five ten probably the average height. Yeah, I think in North America, okay. five ten. Yeah, for males. Yeah. Okay. Females, I think it's five four, five six. Really. Maybe? Is the average height? I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's an interesting... This is probably a better Patreon conversation, by the way. We always start... Like, the past few episodes... Like, you listen to other Canucks podcasts, and they're like, lots to get into today. Like, we're going to go right off the bat. Expansion. The expansion draft's tomorrow. And we're just like, what's the average height here? Trust the process. Like, those guys are just straight hockey talk. They don't do any screwing around. Wyatt and Bowman, they're just down to it. Canucks, Canucks, Canucks. No messing around. Oh, yeah. 
And here we are giving everyone a teaser for the Patreon. Our ocean facts on the other episode. That was that was well received. That I show think. did numbers for some it reason. Did. I think I don't know if it was like what was in the title. Yeah. If it was the ocean facts, maybe we drew in the ocean facts crowd. But that episode did a lot of numbers. Got us yeah, into the, crazy. the top twenty for all have, time podcasts in Canada now. Yeah, we have uh, we're in the environmental podcast uh, yeah. category now after our ocean facts exactly. episode. Well, I saw our numbers in Australia went up after that too. We got the Aussies back. Yes, because we were talking. You know what? Australian listener DM'd me on mm-hmm. Instagram because we were talking oh, bears. Yes, we yeah. were talking about bears and kangaroos. How like Australian people are really afraid of bears, and the people that live here aren't that afraid of bears, even though they really should be. Because if if you if you're attacked, if you have to choose to be attacked by a bear or a kangaroo, or you know, I, I guess you don't want to be attacked by either. Yeah. But if you have to walk by one, you're you're on a hike and you have to walk by one of those animals. I think we're all picking kangaroo, or no, sorry, we're all picking bear, but they're all picking kangaroo. Because we don't see kangaroos. I know, but I don't know if... Like, what What are you picking? If I had to walk by one? Yeah, you have to walk by one. I feel like I'd stand a better chance against a kangaroo, for sure. Well, it's not necessarily going to attack you. Have mm. you, You've seen a bear in real life, right? I, yeah, but like, the only time I've seen a bear... I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but we were up in Port Alberni, and we're, the only time I've seen a bear in person with my eyes that was like close. I've seen one from like pretty far yeah, away, yeah. like across river and stuff, but... Close, we were driving down a Port Alberni road one time, and yeah. we were going to our family reunion, and we hit a bear. What? Like, it crossed the street, and we didn't hit it, like, bang out real hard. We were in a Jeep Cherokee. We hit the bear, kind of just trimmed it, like, hit it pretty good, like, on its butt, kind of, with the yeah. corner of our car. And it just, like, spun, 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 and then jumped down, like, a 30-foot cliff. What? Right into the river, and then just ran away, and we're like, and I was like, what in the, like... We hit a bear pretty hard. It like did a little bit of damage to the light and kind of like the because Jeep Cherokees had like a grill sort yeah, of thing yeah, up yeah, front, yeah. and it did a little bit of damage to that. But the thing like you should it literally looked like it looked like a Beyblade after you rip it. Like it was just like what? spun, 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 and then jumped down this cliff, and we're like, whoa, like it was pretty crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah, superhuman bear. Yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. That's the closest I've came to a bear. That was, uh, but. At the family reunion, we'd sleep in our tents and you'd wake up, there'd be bear crap around everyone's tents and you'd be a little Ooh. freaked out there. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Family reunions are a little sketch. The old Favor family reunions up north. Oh, yeah. That's North Island. Like it. They're called Jones family reunions, actually. Favor just falls into the category uh, somehow. Have you ever been to Poco? Port Coquitlam? Shout out Port Coquitlam. I mean, for baseball, for sports, a okay. couple times. Port Coquitlam is a lot of bears. Been there. I don't know where Port Coquitlam is yet. It's just east of Coquitlam, right before Maple Ridge. Okay. I don't think so. That's kind of the area I haven't really gone to yet. Yeah, you, you never have to. You're always yeah. south of the Fraser. Right. Um, but, okay, so lots of bears in Poco, right? And if you follow, like, um, follow, like, Al Murdoch on Instagram, he's always posting bears. He sees bears on his walks right. all the time. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not too dangerous. Like, you don't hear about bear attacks. Um, and what I'm getting at here is the way they... I don't know if you've ever seen like how a bear gets over a fence. Cause like people, people in Poco talk about bears breaking their fence mm-hmm. a lot. Like okay. this is a very common thing. Like people in Poco, they either have to replace their fence like once a year or they just don't replace it. Cause they just give up after a while. Cause what bears do. Okay. And you know, you, you've seen a wood fence. Like I yeah. wouldn't even, <laughs> I've seen a fence before. I yes. wouldn't even climb on a wood fence right now. Cause I'm like, I'd be worried about breaking it and I'm not a super heavy guy. Okay. Um, but bears, what they do is people see them get knocked over. And a lot of people think that's because bears just like walk through them or they like Kool-Aid man it and just go right through the fence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not what they're doing. Also, I was watching a bunch of Kool-Aid commercials last night. All right. The, get to the okay, bear. We're sorry. off like four tangents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on 10 minutes. We're going on 10 <laughs> minutes. With, we, I don't think we've even mentioned the word Canucks. But 
what bears do is they put their paws up on top of the fence, pull themselves up to the top of the fence, and then have all four of their legs on the fence and then try to walk. And then that's what... Um, what breaks the fence is then they drop down off the fence and they keep their their hands mm. their, their paws on top of the fence and they just pull it down. So yeah. they always they always knock over fences because that's how they move on fences. They don't walk through. They try and pull themselves up and it just yanks the fence right down. It's got to be some pretty good videos of that. That yeah, sure. that's well, what I guess I how think you know. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about that girl right, who pushed. It. Yeah, she pushed the bear yeah. off. of... How cool is that? That's like maybe she knew then that that's the way the bears walk on. You know, because her fence was yeah. like, it wasn't a fence. It was, it was like concrete. A it was concrete, concrete thing, yeah. right? California. Is that still a fence? Is a concrete wall a fence still? Uh, it keeps you from your neighbors? What's the definition of a fence? All right, let's not go down this yeah, road. Yeah, okay, we've, got, we've uh, got Canucks talk. I would rather walk by, to get back to the original question, I think I'd rather walk by a kangaroo. Poll question right now. I'm putting it out. Are your business here poll question? It's a good segment on the show when we forget to put out the poll question before recording, so we do it while we record. Yeah. Chris, why don't you... Start talking about our first Canucks topic while I write this. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big one that we're going to get into will be the expansion draft. I, I think that things are starting to like feel a pretty positive situation for the Vancouver Canucks here going into the expansion draft. Uh, obviously, like I, I think there are there's a, there's not really a huge portion of the Canucks fan base that's like that hurt about potentially losing Cole Lind. I think I'm in the camp of, you know, I still think that there's some potential to Cole Lind. I think there's an NHL player there. I think last year as he tried to make the jump was a difficult year for him. I, I still think there's some development time for Lind to happen. And I think he's a guy who can, you know, not only push for an NHL job out of camp, but if he doesn't make it out of camp, hopefully he makes it throughout the season. There's a lot more rumors out there, and it seems to be throughout the hockey community that it seems like Seattle might want to load up on goaltenders kind of going into this expansion draft. If they're going to go with a lot of goaltenders, Braden Holtby makes a lot of sense to be one of them that actually stays and doesn't get dealt. Or if the Canucks want to potentially, you know, lose a guy like maybe they lose Jonah Gadjevich, maybe they lose somebody else. Maybe then they trade Holtby with retaining some money. And then Seattle looks to trade Holtby by retaining more money. A team would probably end up giving up a pick if you're getting Holtby for under $2 million. If you're getting, if you're paying $2 million or 2.1 and a half, whatever it is, um, you know, to, to get him under the cap while teams are retaining a salary, there is some value to there. Yep. And I think that just a week ago on the show, or I guess kind of the weekend here after the Dick, the Dickinson trade, which we'll get into because we, we are going to get into that. We haven't talked about that yet, I guess, no, we on haven't. the podcast. Nope. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit, but first let, let's just touch on the expansion. It's tomorrow. We didn't want to wait and do one right after because I think there's only really one or maybe two stories that come. And I think yeah. if there's a big trade, we'll I think we'll do emergency. Yeah. Um, but we are doing a bonus episode this week anyways on Sunday. Yeah. I'm hoping to get a draft pick from the Canucks. It would be great if we can get in contact with one of those guys. Come on the show for Sunday. Yep. Um, anyways, we're just going to wrap up the draft on Sunday. We're still going to do a regular show on Saturday. But for the expansion, yeah, I think... I'm I'm literally I'm a lot more what I'm hearing is Holtby. Yeah. And I wonder how that works. I wonder if it's are they picking maybe Madison Bowie and then trading for Holtby? Because that's kind of the way that I would see it working out. And just to get back to the Bowie for a second, that whole thing about trading Bowie for like a swap of round picks, was it fifth to a sixth? Yeah. Still kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I mean I mean, I get that they need a defenseman to it'd be, expose. It'd be cool if Bowie played a game. I'll say that. Right. And he might. He might. He might have to play for the Canucks next year if he stays. But I think he's the guy where it's like, 
you know, if he's exposed, he's the one that Seattle picks because it's like they don't really care about Bowie. They don't really need him. Mm-hmm. And then they make a trade because I don't think the Canucks want that guy to be McEwen, who has some chances to play in the NHL. Gadjevich, who obviously, you know, a lot of people liked what Gadjevich did last year in the NHL. He might not be the top prospect that a lot of people hope. Colin's kind of in the same boat. You want to see what he can do next well, year at the NHL. But to me, it's it makes sense for them to select Bowie, trade for Holtby with retained money. Okay, now, okay, me... Cam, Cam Lewis, and Zach Lang, the team at Daily Faceoff, championed by Frank Saravalli. On Czech TV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we were we were doing our expansion draft, our mock expansion draft, and Cam and Zach both picked Cole Lind. But something I think not a lot of people are talking about, and this is something you brought up to me, and we were kind of talking about it. Cole Lind requires waivers to go down. So if you're Seattle, you obviously know that. I don't think you're selecting Cole Lind just to lose him because. He's not making the Kraken out of camp. Like, look at how deep the Kraken are going to be. As yeah. soon as they draft a team, Cole Lind is in NHL ready. Like, yeah, if you're going off of pure NHL readiness, it's McEwen or Highmore. It's probably Highmore. Totally. I think I think it's Highmore if you're Seattle. And that's um, a name, like, just to cut in before you say what you want to say about Highmore here, I don't see a lot of Matthew Highmore's name in any mock drafts no, right now. No, me neither. Yeah, I. me neither. I mean... He, he, had a, he had a nice little finish to his season, so I'm sure Seattle saw that. They had scouts in the building at the Canucks games last year. I'm not sure if a lot of people know that, but yeah, they were there was pro scouts from Seattle. They didn't sit with us in the encore suites. That was just media, but they were they were a little higher than us. They, they were got, getting the fancy meals, they got the fancy probably meals, still. The suites, yeah. yeah. Man, Lucky folks. I mean, we're pretty lucky, too. Getting to sit in the encore suites was yeah. fun. Triple O's. Triple O's marked down. Oh, not having to pay twelve bucks for a burger and fries—that was paying, great. You're still paying nine seventy-five. No, it was like eight seventy-five. Well, you weren't getting the extra bacon and cheddar like I was. No, I was not. That's you're what right. I was getting, and the fries and the drink. Okay, I didn't get all that. Yeah, but still nine seventy-five for all that—that's pretty good. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's still solid. It's better than paying. You probably pay eighteen bucks. No for lineups at Triple O's either. That was when the we best part. Yeah, yeah. empty concourse. It was great. Every once in a while, they gave us some beers. Yeah. Was that at the end? Of, was that at the end of training, training camp? First day, the of training, training camp, camp uh, first scrimmages. Day. Yeah, yeah, they would give uh, some beers to us, which was strange. Was I didn't great. take any. I had to drive. Hmm. You don't take any. You don't drink beer. No, except for parallel. Sometimes. Except for parallel forty nine. Sometimes, sometimes, mostly just the the sweet stuff from them. The new watermelon sour. I, I want to try that. Yeah, I haven't had the watermelon. Yeah, that, sour that yet. sounds really good. Yeah, I just like I parallel had, street kitchen. I'll be one hundred percent. I haven't had a watermelon beer that I like yet, so I hmm. want parallel to be the one. Want parallel to be the beer that I like? Fair watermelon enough. Watermelon beer because watermelon beer is potential to me. Yeah, it does, right? But I've never had a good one, and I've tried a, a good handful of them. Yeah, I mean, I've tried that, but yeah, go to the Parallel Street Kitchen. We're going to talk more about that. There's an ad that'll come in the middle of the yes. show, but so uh, more expansion draft. Expansion draft. I I don't think it's Cole Lind. Like a lot of people think it's Cole Lind. I don't think it's Cole Lind getting selected. Requires waivers. That's that's my piece. But the on only that. thing is, like, we get this every single year where it's like there's that huge clump of guys that go through waivers. Is a team really going to risk? You know, taking Cole Lind. Like, like, is there teams out there that think Cole Lind comes right into their lineup? Especially when we're going to see other names at the same time that Cole Lind probably gets in. Because it's that day where everyone makes that kind of cuts from their NHL team. Yeah. There's a lot of names That's where true. it's like, ooh, look at these guys getting picked up. Cole Lind's name will probably get some rumblings if he does have Man, to go through if you're Detroit, there. why aren't you picking up Cole Lind? Top he, six, upside, former second-round pick? I think so. In Detroit? Maybe. Detroit sucks. Yeah. They're horrible. I mean, there's multiple teams like that. I think, what if Colin goes to Ottawa, plays on their bottom there six? There you go. You know, there that's go. another good example exactly. if it's in the bottom six. I mean, you know, lots of teams probably would think about it, But then, like I said, like, 
I don't know if Cole Lynn is one of the top five names on that big day just after training camp, kind of during preseason that, you know, happens where it's like Cole Lynn's going to get picked up. He's one of the top five names who has to go through waivers. His contract's going to be low. So that makes it, you know, that's beneficial for him. It's not like Sven Berchi having the big contract when he had to go through waivers. So there are going to be players that are in a similar thing. Like maybe he's one of the top 10 that gets picked up. But even on that day, like I feel like maybe two or three names gets picked up every year. And, yeah. and I'm sorry, there's not really a date for it for us to say, but I feel like it's like the middle of kind of preseason, maybe right near the end of preseason where you're kind of finishing up your roster and sending guys to the A, yeah. right? I think that's kind of the date where you're going to see a couple big names go through waivers. And Cole Lynn, I think, maybe sits around, you know, like 7, 8, 9, 10 around the league. I just don't know if that guy gets picked up every year. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they select. But yeah, like it's not going to be newsworthy enough for us to do a whole podcast yeah. about it. So that's why we did today. And speaking of another name, Jonah Gadjevich, he's going to have to pass through waivers as well. He's not getting he doesn't up. get picked up. Yeah. But he's going to be exciting for a lot of people in Abbotsford to watch anyway. Yep. I just so. kind of on the similar vein. He, he's another guy who's going to have to pass through. Also, the news coming out today. Train camp held in Abbotsford. I'm a little choked about that, but that's fine. Yeah, a little drive for you. A little, I little think drive for me. What I kind of looked at it as the other day was it's actually faster for me to go to Abbotsford than it is to go to Rogers Arena. So for me, oh. it's a win. It's a six-minute win. Plus, there ain't no Arby's on the way to Rogers Arena. There's an Arby's on the way to Abbotsford Center. So oh, I'm man. good with that. That's three days in a row for Arby's for me. But yeah, three-day training camp. I, it, it's weird because like what we've had in the past, and I kind of brought this up with you before we started recording, was like, it's been like we've been used to like a 10-day training camp, a 7-day training camp. Because of COVID, yeah. That's what we've had. But now that I think of it, I was like, oh, yeah. Now that like the one, the first one I went to was Victoria training camp. Yeah. And it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, game on Monday, I believe is yeah. how it worked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's me and Corey split that one. I did the first two. He did the second two. So, yeah, it's 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 good. I think it's good to get these. But to see a date is nice. Um, the yeah. only date we saw for a long time was when Seattle's preseason was. So, I like that. Canucks finally got their preseason schedule out there. We know they're going to be playing their games at the Abbotsford Center, not only having training camp there as well. The first so. game is at Abbotsford Center. Right. And then the Rogers other games Arena. are all at Rogers Arena. Right. Yeah. Okay. They, so. And they kick off in Spokane, Washington yes. against the Kraken. They're going to be the first opponent. Four years prior, they were the first opponent of the Vegas Golden Knights. Awesome. Don't know if you remember that, but yeah. I do. They were I the do. first first game preseason. The first preseason game? Yep. First, preseason, first game Vegas ever played as a team was the preseason game against the Canucks. Oh. Yep. A little rivalry there, maybe. A rivalry with, no, I definitely. Think with Seattle, especially if Stetcher's there. Well, we're looking at the names that they can select now. There's yeah. a good potential for there to be a, a few Canucks. I, I actually, you know what? I wanted to touch on Seattle a little bit because yeah. I was talking to a few people and we were talking about Braden Holtby and Chris Drieger is going to be the goalie in Seattle. $3.5 million annual average value. That's a solid contract for a guy who's put up a save percentage north of 920 in Florida the past two seasons. I like that pickup a lot for Seattle. And the reason I don't think they go for a guy like Carey Price, like I know a lot of people are throwing that name out there. I really don't believe it's going to be Carey Price that's selected by Seattle. Um, I think I, I think there's a real chance it's Holpian. And, you know, Vanacek, again, in Washington, is a really nice really nice pickup. If you're What's looking the for the Minnesota goalie, Lackanen? Lackanen? Yeah, yeah, I think he might get picked up too. too. But also, Carson Soucy's available. But that's what Minnesota. we're hearing. Like, that's the thing that seems to be... Vegas went with defensemen. They got yeah. a lot of defensemen, dealt defensemen. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be goalies. Like, think yeah. of all the teams that need a backup goalie. They're going to corner the goalie market, it sounds it's like. It's smart. It's like me with the Yulevi rookie cards. Yeah, except there's actual value in the goalies <laughs> that they're yeah. going to pick up. All right. Yeah, I was saying I got to... Because I gave... Uh, 
I gave Halford and Bruff a Nikita Triumphant <laughs> rookie card the other day. What did day. they say about that? I was working on Sunday. Uh, Bruff just tweeted back and he said thank you. He let, he enjoyed it because uh, I I put uh, it was after Italy won, so I wrote he's coming home on the piece of paper, <laughs> and then it was a rookie card of Nikita Triumphant, uh, which I left for for Halford and Bruff because I worked Sunday night, and uh, yeah, I think he took it in good. Uh, took good it fun. in stride. Yeah, yeah, he took it in stride. Yeah, but, so sorry, what I was saying is that goaltending situation, they don't need to go get a huge, like, you know, they don't need to get a big ticket goalie. They don't need to go after Carey Price. They don't need to try and trade for Jacob Markstrom or anything like that. Seattle, Ron Francis is known for kind of building out past the goaltender. He's a firm believer that if you have a good defense in front of you, you're going to be just fine. The goalie is going to figure it out. They're going to, it'll figure itself out if you have a good team in front of them. You look at what he did with Carolina. That rings true, right? Like who was the last good goalie in Carolina? Cam Ward. Like Peter Morazic's been the goalie there. He was, you know, I, I'm not trying to rag on Carolina's goaltenders because they are pretty solid, but yeah. they've had good defense in Carolina and in Seattle. Going to be the same thing. Uh, you look at that defense core. They have a chance to make a third pairing of Vince Dunn and Troy Stetcher. Mark Giordano's going there. Shane Gostisbehere's on the table. Uh, I know Shane Gostisbehere had a pretty rough season, but you know there are a lot of names available well, for Seattle. That's what I'm saying. They're you know their top four is going to be all two to three guys. Like, yeah. You know, it's second or third best defenseman on the other team are now top four guys for them. Heck, their bottom pairing is going to be you know three four guys. Yeah. You know that that you're happy with, and then that's gonna that's gonna mean a lot to the team. They aren't gonna have that big number one. You know, I think the only like real number one depth position guy that they have a real chance of taking, I think, is Tarasenko. If Tarasenko is healthy, and that's what they want to go with on I, the first line, I have thought about he's their this. Star, he is. I have thought about this a lot. St. Louis has wanted to deal Tarasenko. I think they're dangling Tarasenko, an injured Tarasenko who has one shoulder, by the way. I think they're kind of dangling him as a distraction for Vince Dunn. Like they right. don't want Vince Dunn to get selected. And I think they're trying to dangle the shiny toy in Tarasenko and say like, Hey, select him so that they don't have to lose Dunn. Yeah. I mean, losing Tarasenko is obviously a loss for them, but well, they're going to lose up, Tarasenko anyway, but picking up $7.5 million a cap exactly. is a very big pickup. So I wonder if they even want to like, Here's exactly. a big sweetener, take him. He's your star. He's a guy you can market for sure. He's a guy who's going to be your power play first line. Yeah. You know, but he's also 7.5 million and, you know, St. Louis seems to be able to play without him as well, the way yeah. that they play. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. And and yeah, it might be the, the way to keep Vince Dunn back there because they, yeah, it's, it's been like, you know, the names that we've heard for so long were like Appleton and Vince Dunn have been like the names on the trade market forever because they were definitely going to get picked up by Seattle. But well, DeMello in Winnipeg, he's not protected, Chris. That's another one, right? That's a very nice pickup if you're cra- if you're I the still Kraken. I think they go with Appleton, though. I think so, too. I think he's top six material for, for an expansion team. Still. I think Drance is going to be pulling out his hair if they don't uh, if they don't take Appleton. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he will. Uh, that, that'll definitely pain him. But DeMello's a player, man. DeMello is a player. Demello Quality is. analysis on the Canucks conversation. DeMello is a player. Yeah. <laughs> if only we knew his hometown, we could really <laughs> give the whole... Uh, Where he played minor hockey. Speaking of which, Pierre Maguire, hired by the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk, talk about that. that. No. But, uh, you know, the guy who's known for knowing where the kids went to preschool and did their uh, hockey training and where they learned to be good character guys in kindergarten. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's where you learn it right there. Um, do we want to get into the big 
The other big news uh, with the Dickinson deal, what we We will. We'll do that on the other side. We will cut to break right now. On the other side, we will break down the Jason Dickinson acquisition by the Vancouver Canucks. uh, Maybe talk a little draft, maybe? Talk a little draft, and we're going to get into the our your business here poll question. On the other side, we will get into all that. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on the Canucks conversation. All right, folks, that's right. We got a new ad finally here for Parallel 49 Beer. You want to get down to the street kitchen, folks. It's more than just a street kitchen now. Now it is a full-on beer gardens. Absolutely beautiful. You've seen Quads and I tweeting about it. The food's amazing. A ton of beers on tap. Quads as well. You've had uh, not only beers, but what other drinks did you like there? had the Muddler's Pink Lemonade. That was very good. You need to go get the food, though. The food at the Parallel 49 Street Kitchen, ridiculous. What did we eat that one day? Poutine? cheeseburger, I ate it all, waffle fries, and then we got those Korean barbecue wings. Yeah, the spicy chicken burger, that's my go-to. But what you do, a little trick for everyone, you swap out the jalapenos for their pickled cucumbers. Very, very good. Highly recommend that. That's down at 1950 Triumph Street off an east van. That's Parallel 49 at 1950 Triumph Street. Check them out in east van and go down and try some beers and be sure to get some food down on that beautiful patio. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. Squish Beverage, my new favorite drink of the summer. Absolutely crushable. The right drink to bring down to the beach, the right drink to bring down to the river, camping, whatever you're doing this summer. Squish is the beverage for you. They have original hard seltzers and a bunch of different flavors, but the lemonade ones, those are my favorite quads. Me too. I can drink more than one of those. They're crushable. Which is good. So when you go down to the beach, you're bringing how many? More than one. More than one. Unlike last time. Absolutely. This is the hard seltzer for you. This is the hard seltzer for summer. Go out and try Squish. You can find their original flavors of hard seltzer at BC Liquor Stores. But if you want to do a little bit of digging, that's where you're going to find the lemonades. My favorite. And you can find those at private liquor stores all across British Columbia. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors on the Canucks Conversation podcast. Chris, we had a few other topics we want to talk about. Let's start. You wanted to talk about a player who came out recently as gay. And that was very, very nice to see because, uh, like he said, hopefully there's a day when that's not breaking news anymore. Yeah, Luke Prokop uh, coming out. Uh, you know, obviously it, it became a huge event on Monday about it. I mean, everyone mm. was talking about it, and I just thought it was pretty incredible just to hear some of the quotes and the way that he worded things. I felt like was put in such a beautiful way. The way that he, you know, talked about him being his own self, how this is going to help him in his hockey career, how this is, you know, just being comfortable with himself and being yeah. able to put that out there was so huge. And yeah, I think that. It was great to see the, the the hockey world kind of you know bring their support behind him and make this something that, I mean, it was a big deal. But that's the thing that I think he even talked about. And a lot of people around it talked about was maybe this doesn't have to be a huge deal every yeah. time. And I think that was the exciting thing about it. Um, I'm just happy that that he was comfortable enough to be kind of the first one because I don't know about any other no hockey active, players coming out in the past. No active players, definitely no right? active or since we've been covering the sport. So he's he's set to go to training camp this yeah. year with the Preds. So he's either going to be in the AHL or the NHL, I believe. Yeah. yeah so um, I mean, I just thought all in all, it was a great story, and I loved the hockey world's reaction to it. I yeah, it was didn't great. See, I didn't see anything. 
you know, any, I didn't, I didn't read the comments on every single tweet. That's probably a good spot on my part because they're probably out there, but just seeing the support from everyone, you know, seeing media members talk about it in the group chats, people talk about it. It felt great to see that much support for somebody. Yeah. And you know, I think the the main thing is that everybody that matters had a good thing to say about it. Yeah. Right? Like all the, all the players that he's going to be playing with, um, you know, Jet Wu have a nice post. Jet, Jet Wu, Wu played with him uh, in Calgary with the Hitman, of course. As did Carson Foe, another Canucks prospect. Yeah, Carson Foe played with him yeah. as well. Didn't see anything from him, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good to see everybody's support. Yeah, Folk actually played three years with him too. Hmm. Interesting. In Calgary, played with him for a while. So um, yeah, maybe that's something we'll ask him about at uh, training camp or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was good to see regardless. Um, yeah, just even like Roman Yossi, uh, Matt Duchesne, both really... You know, you know, if if I'm Luke Prokop right now, I feel pretty welcome. Yeah, on the on the Preds, loved hearing him just do the interviews as well. I saw yeah. him with uh, with TSN, saw him. Donnie uh, and Dolly, he did Donnie today. Do- I haven't seen that one. yet. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen that one yet. Definitely watch that later. Um, but yeah, just just a good moment for hockey. Yeah, you know, in a time where there's not a lot of good moments, we obviously seen some other news that are, isn't great around certain prospects. But to see that's the support behind. Uh, a player, I loved it. I loved, I loved the hockey world that day, seeing the way that everything reacted yeah, to it. It was great, good to see, especially yeah, just in a game that you know remains a bit of an exclusive club, but I think yes. it's getting, you know, it's getting better. Like you good, know, huge step in the right direction. Yeah, like even you know, and you know, we won't touch on this for too much longer, but even like when I was covering the Coquitlam Express, right? Um, Adam Trotman, shout out to him, really good dude. Um, half black, half white player. And this was right around the time when I was covering them that the Akeem Alouf stuff happened with Bill Peters. And him and I were just talking about it. And he was telling me about his experience with it. And he grew up in Ontario. And yeah, like just, you know, he was like 12 years old when someone used a racial slur at him. And uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, like it's out there. But I always, you know, he says, he's like, he's like, I think hockey's grown so much. And, you know, it's becoming a game that is for everybody. Like it's not just a slogan. It's, it's, it's on its way, right? Like obviously he said there's still work to do, but overall, like the hockey community is a pretty welcoming one now, especially more than it was like 10 years ago. Right. Oh, even like in that short time, almost like that's the thing. It's like massive step. Uh, but you know, you want this to be something that people are comfortable with. Yeah. You don't want it to have to be breaking news. Right. And that's what Luke said. Right. And that's even Batman said that he said the same thing. He's like, I agree with Luke. Like, hopefully it's not breaking news. when this happens. We'll move on from it. But overall, just like I said, great day for hockey. Yeah. Like a great day for hockey and a great thing for hockey moving forward. So, um, I think, uh, another great day for the Canucks though, I think was the, the Jason Dickinson trade. I don't think a lot of like, you know, Jim Benning goes out and makes trades. He goes out and trades away draft picks. Every time Jim Benning trades draft picks, I think a lot of the time it's been brought with a lot of negativity from the fan base. Yeah. But the overall feel on this trade, Jason Dickinson now coming to the Canucks, the center slash winger for the Dallas Stars over the past few years. Very good defensive player. We'll get into some more things about him here in a minute. But felt like Canucks Nation was all behind this deal here, moving a third-round pick for Jason Dickinson just before the roster freeze. Well, it's similar to Nate Schmidt in that the Canucks gave up a third-round pick taking advantage of a team that was kind of in a weird spot. Dallas was right. going to lose Dickinson for nothing. Vegas was desperate to get Schmidt off their books because they had to sign Alex Petrangelo. So those are two teams that, you know, are in different positions and basically were at the mercy of the Canucks. And getting Dickinson for a third-round pick, like Canucks Army, Stefan Rouget, shout him out every single week. He wrote an article about hefty centers and Dickinson was on the list and he tried to do acquisition costs. He's like, it'll probably be a second round pick and then some yeah. with what Dickinson brings to a team. Get him for a third round pick. 
tidy piece of work, man. Yeah, and I mean, you look at a lot of the analytics sites. I think Jay Fresh is the big one that has yeah. the uh, the where he ranks kind of in the NHLs for defensive players in the 97th percentile. Like he yeah. was very well, very does a great job around the net from the parts that I saw in the analytics. Some of those analytics are obviously you know, leaned in certain directions for certain players. But I do think in the end, he played, you know, a role for Dallas on a team that was very defensive, loved to shut things down. But the thing about the Dallas Stars is they, like, their center is pretty much another defenseman. I think he even said it when he was on Sportsnet 650 doing an interview that, like, you know, in in the defensive zone, he's a rover, right? Like, he wasn't a forward looking to break out. He's a rover. Like, he, he plays in tight. He goes around the defensive zone breaking up pucks. But... I'm going to love to see how he translates to the Vancouver Canucks. And I think that this puts an end to the JT Miller at 3C conversation. I I believe so. I think we're going to the lotto line now. I think that you're going to see a Pearson Horvat Huglander line. And now Pod Colson, I think, found his spot. I think Pod Colson is going to play on the wing. Another good defensive player playing with Dickinson. You put who? Tyler Mott maybe on that third line. That third line is going to be what I think the Canucks and Travis Green, like. I think one of the problems he's had is the players that he's had to use in his bottom six are all defensive players. And I think that what you're getting now is actually kind of like the new age defensive player. You're going to have a third line that, yes, they're going to be good in their own zone defensively, but those guys can still score goals. You know, Pod Colson could still score goals. Tyler Mott, we've seen that he can score goals when he gets hot. Jason Dickinson didn't score a ton of goals, but he can, you know, I think he's excited to have more of an offensive opportunity next year. But there's boom. Your third line is now penalty killers that can score at five on five as well. And not score a ton at five on five, but I really get a good feeling about them being able to control the goal share. Yeah. I think that's what you're always, I think that's what you love about the lotto line is how good they were with the goal share. You know, when the lotto line was booming in 2019, 20, they're outscoring teams by two to one. So when you get that from them, you get the Horvat line doing some tougher matchups and now a little bit less. I was about matchups. to say, like, I know that you love this. So I'll let you get into this, but well, yeah, go ahead. Just what you think the, this means for the Horvat line. Because what I was going to say was with Horvat, it felt like his line for the past couple of years, like you just wanted them to break even because they had such tough matchups, yeah, right? Exactly. Well, Horvat's not a shutdown center. Like he never has been. Okay. It's been a misconception since he was drafted that he was this great shutdown center. He's not. Like Bo Horvat is a near elite goal scorer in the NHL right now. Like I, th- I think there He's was. improving. Yes. At, at scoring. Exactly. He's yeah. seen improvement every single season. It's like and a, a new move or two he adds to his repertoire every year. Who's that guy on Twitter that hates him? Steve. Steve. Scenes Jeet. Yeah. Oh. Steve. Steve and I go at it once in a while about Horvat. But uh, yeah. From the pods cast. Yeah. The, yeah. the try. What do they call it? The try hards cast? The, yeah. the pods? Yeah. Pods cast. Anyway. Yeah. They try harder than any podcast. New episode this weekend. Probably. New episode with the pods cast. Yeah. Patrick. All those guys. Arpen I think is on it too. Anyway. Um, yeah, Bo Horvat literally has been one of the best goal scorers in the league with all this insane matchups that he's been getting. And now he's going to get softer matchups. Look, remember the playoffs? Remember the bubble when Horvat started to get some softer matchups in that St. Louis series, how he just went off. Like he was no longer matched up against Ryan O'Reilly. They used Hughes and Pedersen for that, which is also a really good sign for the future of the hockey club. And that's kind of what I was, you know, like, I know people say like, oh, the Canucks are so far off. Like, look at this team. Like, they're they're in Ottawa, Buffalo territory. I'm sorry. Like, maybe I'm overly positive. I just, I don't think that's the case. Especially when you, you go get Dickinson, who's not going to be a big ticket when you sign him. And all of a sudden, your team's looking like it could have three lines that are very, very good. Like, you have Pod Colson on a third line. I mean, that's... 
that that's really nice. Those yeah. are three lines that are hard on hard on pucks and can score goals. All yeah. three. I think those you're getting it now a top nine that if they play even close to their potential, all three can control the goal share. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, you're you're going to have tough matchups when you go up against Colorado, when you go up against Vegas, when you go up against Edmonton. Like, there's lines that are just going to outscore you. That's the way yeah. it is. But I just named off a few teams. I think of a lot of other teams in the NHL. The way that I like that lotto line matching up and being able to outscore another team's top line, the way that I like the Dickinson line now being able to be the shutdown line, like, that's, that's a role where I think Pod Colson's treatment in the KHL is going to help him a lot because what he was taught to do was just not get scored on. And Pod yeah. Colson had some of the best goals against per 60 rates out of forwards in the KHL. Like the, he just didn't get scored on in, in the playoffs. He actually did. But in the regular season, Pod Colson just didn't get scored on. It was, only, yeah. it was like single digits all season long. How many goals Pod Colson was on the ice for at five on five. And that's something that he's going to jump right into. I'm excited to see what they can do. I would love to see them add another winger to potentially, you know, play on that line. So that Tyler Mott's back on your fourth line. Like, I think that there's a guy out there. I meant, I brought up Josh Levo's name earlier this week, mm. Josh Levo, if his knees feeling better and he's signing for a million dollars. Like I, I watched every single shift of Josh Levo, that final game against the Vancouver Canucks. I thought he skated well, scored a goal in that game against the Vancouver yeah, Canucks did, too, yeah. last game of the season. I thought he skated well. I thought he skated fine. And then, doesn't make an impact in the playoffs at all. I don't know if he got injured in the playoffs or not, but I don't think he played very much for for Cal- or Calgary in the playoffs. I'm a little off of this one, but I thought that you know if Levo's looking for another opportunity to play in a top nine instead of being a well, Calgary a, didn't make the playoffs, right? Calgary didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, make that's the playoffs. right. Calgary wasn't. <laughs> I was that's like, right. what are you talking I was thinking, about? I was like, why didn't I see any? Uh, I was trying to watch shift by shift. I need some Josh Levo in the playoffs. Yeah, so I like I didn't get enough of him in the playoffs because <laughs> yeah, he didn't play. Uh, nice one, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, but like I said, that final game watching him doing shift by shift, I thought he was skating fine, and I think that yeah. that's an option for the Canucks as a UFA who fit well. Travis Green obviously likes him, a two way guy. Fits with Pod Colson and rounds out that top nine. I, I don't like, I don't hate that, but I think that it shouldn't just be Levo. I'm not saying Levo's the guy they got to go get. It's that type of player who signs for, you know, under $1.1 million well, so that you can bury cap. them. Yeah, and that's the thing. Exactly. If they sign for under $1.1 million, you can bury them in the AHL. You don't see any of that money. Yep, exactly. So go for those type of players. Go try and get some names that you think might be able to fit in your into your top nine to round it out. Because right now, I think the top six is set. I, I know a lot of people want Pod Coles in the plan Horvat's line, but I don't think it's happening out of camp now. I don't think... No, I don't think so. Unless, like, Green does that on day one to see what it looks like. I just don't see Travis Green bumping Tanner Pearson down, and I don't yeah. see him bumping Huglander down either. Well, I think Huglander's the guy who should kind of be looking over his shoulder, actually. From Pods? Yeah. Because... I think his rookie season, though, gives him quite a head start. Yeah, Pod you're right, but no, I take it back because Pod Colson, Pod Colson fits Dickinson's line better. Like it's a nice Huglander, fit. you know, Travis Green loves him some Huglander, but he's also talked about how, yeah, he makes some mistakes once in a while, but his hustle and just everything else he does, we kind of give him some more leash. Pod Colson's not going to need that leash. I just, I think now about the matchups that that Horvat line is going to get. With that, that's Dickinson where Huglander's going to gonna thrive. Is, is now it's more of an offensive line, right? Yeah. Like that's now a, a, an offensive line that that is going to get tough matchups because Pearson and Horvat they seem to do pretty well against tough matchups. Yeah. But then even if you have that, now you're having a third line that I feel pretty confident in against a lot of the other Pacific teams' third lines. When man, over the past few years, you look at the Canucks' third lines they've been trotting out. I don't think they've won the night like night to night battle 
a lot against other teams, you know, specifically in the Canadian division this past year, their third line just did not look anything close to any other team in this division. Heck, I I would say the Ottawa Senators' third line looked better than the Canucks' third line a lot this season. Yeah, when they matched up. Now you're you're feeling a lot more confident about what you're getting from that third line, and then you're having fourth line players play on the fourth line now instead of having fourth line players play on your third or second line. Yeah. Like now you're going to have you know a beagle center a fourth line like we've wanted for a long time, and I think that that's been fine to have him be the fourth line center and be a penalty killer. Obviously the money's not worth it, but you're having fourth line players play on the fourth line next season, which is exciting. Aside from maybe Tyler Mott, who's a good fourth liner. He might end up on that third line, but I'd like to see them take a chance on someone in free agency here. I'd like to see him take a chance on like five guys around a million dollars or less. Mm. Yeah. And hope that one of them sticks with pod Coles and and Dickinson. Cause that's a nice spot to be in for a free agent now. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna put up some points there. You're gonna prove some value if you're signing a one year deal, and that's that's why Josh Levo comes to mind, man. Like that that's a name that really does stick out. And the, I like Levo because like he's comfortable on both sides. Pod Colson's comfortable on both sides. Um, it just it may it would excite me to see those guys play together if Levo. And that was a thing. Like that tweet that I put out got a lot of negative response. I thought that a lot of people liked Josh Levo here. Like. I didn't like Josh Levo because he bumped Gold Open off of Pedersen's line. It pissed me <laughs> off, and I, you know, I still never let that go. That uh, he was the reason Gold Open was gone. Uh, but I like I think that there's a lot of value to a good two way player like that fitting in on a line that you want to be good in their own zone. Like that Dickinson Pud Colson line is going to be a line that you really trust defensively, and you hope to get some offense from. And I think you will get some offense from to see. I I don't know how great of a transitional player. Dickinson is. I, I mean, I read some of the Canucks Army articles, but I saw some video there. I just haven't watched him enough to see how good he is at transitioning the puck, but I know that Pod Colson's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, you've watched Pod Colson more than anybody, so there's yeah. that. But yeah, the tape from Brett Lee brought it back. Hasn't written in a while, but he brought it back for us at Canucks Army. That's up right now. You can go You can go read that. The tape by Brett Lee. And he uh, talked a lot with video about Dickinson's offense, why it kind of why he's not the best offensive player, but also why he's so good defensively and what he does as the F3 uh, on the forecheck. And yeah, there's there's a lot to like about Jason Dickinson. So that was a good pickup by the Canucks. I think it was pretty unanimous. Do you want to get to the poll question? Yeah, what the... Yeah, you read it out and let... You, I, this is the problem. I think the way that you tweeted out the poll... We got to get to the draft after too, though, right? Quick quick little thing on the draft. Let's do you, the poll you, question. Let's do, let's do draft, and then we'll do poll question. Okay, we'll get to the poll question after. Draft is obviously coming up on Friday. We're going to record Friday night after the Canucks make their first-round selection. Uh, so we're going to go from there. But to me, it's like there's a bunch of... like it's, It hasn't really changed that much over the past few weeks. All the names, whoever falls to them, I think they got to be happy with, except for Simone Edmondson. I think that's the name that's kind of stuck out of the top nine that I wouldn't like to see fall to the Canucks, but... That might be the name that does end up falling to them. And then I wonder if they go a different direction. I wonder if they go with the Fabian Lucell then. Like a lot of people are hoping for Kent Johnson. I think that I'm still in the boat though, quads. Like I'll we'll just we won't spend much time on this because we're gonna do a lot of it on the on the next show anyways. But who is the guy that you think the Canucks like if you're a betting man, whatever the odds are, who do you think the Canucks come out of Friday with? Do you think it's Johnson? Do you think it's Edmondson, Clark? Gunther. Gunther's a name that might slide too. Like, who's your guy? I haven't I, heard the Canucks are very interested in Gunther. Like, I've heard I don't think Johnson thrown around a lot. I've heard Edvinson as well. The only thing is, I think the scouting community, I think a lot of NHL GMs are very high on Johnson. Like, for like until about a month ago, not as much, but I think in the last month, he's he's the guy who's climbed, I think, the most in that top 10. Yeah. When a lot of other players haven't. So, 
who falls? Because man, like it's hard for me to pick a name because now I've I'm told you who I Frank Clark is. might fall, and Frank Clark's that. there. That's the Canucks pick right there, Brant Clark. That's who you're taking. But yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's, I think it's going to be Luke Hughes. I really think Luke Hughes is going to be the name that really? falls. I think the Canucks are going to get the player that they've wanted this whole time at number nine. I think it's going to be Luke Hughes, Brant Clark, or Kent Johnson. Okay, I, I think you're right. But and I will be a happy there's, guy. There's that no day. way Luke Hughes is falling nine. No way he's falling to nine. Like he he he's going seven or eight. Well, so I told you this. Uh, Bob McKenzie's rankings are taken by him talking to scouts. Bob McKenzie's not watching hours and hours yeah. of tape and forming his list. His ranking comes from speaking to scouts, seeing where they rank them. And on his rankings, Luke Hughes comes in at number eight. I just think that there's a lot of teams that are letting Luke Hughes slide out of their top 10. Does, New Jer- does he get past New Jersey, Chris? If he gets past New Jersey, I think he gets to Vancouver. Does the, he? The, the way that I see it is like, if William Eklund, Brant Clark, and Mason McTavish, or Matt Beneers is there for New Jersey at six... If one of those guys are there, they're taking him over Luke Hughes. Isn't New Jersey drafting fourth overall? Maybe. I've, they I think are I drafting fourth. Six. They are drafting fourth. Okay, so fourth, um, then, yeah. I think that they're going to take Eklund if he's there. Yeah, they got to get him to Eklund. play with Lucas Raymond. Raymond wants him. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Jack Hughes wants his brother, and he was our first pick the other year. But, like, but does New Jersey trade down to eight so they make sure that Vancouver doesn't get Luke Hughes? That's, a, that's interesting. That's There's so much that could happen on draft yeah. day, Chris. There's so much that could happen on draft day. Because I think a team would want to trade up to get Eklund. I think it, some teams are very high on William Eklund, and they should be. What if they do a Price is Right thing? Like the Canucks trade up, but then the Devils trade down to one spot in front of the Canucks? A little Price is Right action there? Yeah, I like that. I don't like that. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like your idea. I think the idea was fun. I don't like the actual point of the idea. Ray Shiro and Jim are friends. They're not, there's no way that's going to happen. Right. I just, I think that, yeah, I mean, if Luke Hughes gets past New Jersey, which I think he will, if they're not trading down, he's getting past. You just gonna, listed off three go names powers, that are better than him. Power, Veneers. And then a lot of people have Edvinson in yeah. the top five, which is like. Eklund's there too. Yeah, I think that's where it kind of, like, Eklund's three for me. Yeah. Might Br- even be two. Brent Clark's me. up there sometimes in right. some so rankings. That's, that's why I think one of the names that is going to fall, it's going to be huge for the Canucks, as long as it's not Edvinson. I think that's the name that I'm like, anybody else. Like, to me, if you get down to it at somehow, let's just say somehow Kent Johnson and Mason McTavish are there, I would rather McTavish. Like, I like Kent Johnson a lot. I like, you know, he came on the show, friend of the show. He brings a lot of offense to them. But to me, better player for the Canucks is Mason McTavish, Brant Clark, Luke Hughes, and William Eklund. Yeah. Probably Dylan Gunther, too. Matty Beneers is not going to be there. No. Power is not going to be there. No. Edmondson might be there, but I don't like that. So that's kind of like... Why don't you like Edmondson? Um, I don't really like the skating speed of his... Like, just the way his feet move aren't quick enough. Like, I, man, I've been looking at a lot of late-round picks, seeing the way they move their feet... And they gain speed when they're when they're turning and doing these little kind of hook spins when they're moving as a defenseman. Like I don't know the exact word for it, but it's kind of just when they're back skating but also turning sideways to move forwards. I don't like that from Edvinson's game. I don't like the foot speed that he has. Um, I think that he's a smart player, but he doesn't have like a lot. Like a lot of the knocks on Broberg were because he wasn't intelligent, but Broberg actually has the skills. Like he's got a good shot. He can skate up and down, back and forth. That's what Evanson doesn't have to me. He doesn't have the good shot. He doesn't have the full out speed. So he's missing a lot of things that make me think that, you know, he's a top five talent, but I've heard that a lot of people think different. So maybe I've just watched different games of Evanson. I'm just not very high on him. So 
whoever the Canucks get, man, uh, there's they're going to get the a good player here in this draft, and I think it's going to be Luke Hughes. I think Luke Hughes slides to them, and I think that Canucks, a lot of Canucks nation is going to be happy. When is the draft? Twenty third. Okay, we've we've got yeah, we're going to be recording right after day one. Yeah, like we're going to know who they have. And Friday then, night we'll be recording. Yeah, it. and then Saturday, maybe we should just record Saturday morning because there's day two of the draft. We'll no, see. Because we're recording Sunday. Bonus episode Sunday to wrap Ooh, the whole that's thing up. Right. That's when we'll do day two. We'll hopefully have an interview with a prospect. Um, you know, I've planted some seeds on some names that I like. Maybe we'll see. Heck, you know, worst comes worse, I'll text Brock's, Brock Faber. He'll come on the show. Brock he Faber. still hasn't come on the show. He's down, though. He still yeah. wants to come in. That's so funny. We could do an all-Faber episode. King's Prospect with Brock. Oh, man, that's so funny. King's yeah, Prospect we'll see. show. I think it would be, it'd be fun to get Brock Faber on the show. Still, you know, he's down. We've DM'd it in the past. That's before. amazing. It's been a while, but still. Okay, hey, let's get to the poll question and wrap things up. Yeah. Here. Was there anything else that we, before we... Nope. Just kind of wrap things up here on a fun note with the poll question. I don't think there was anything else. So the reason we went with this poll question, did great numbers in Aussie, man. Australia, yeah. like, came up this week. We were up in the charts in Australia. We saw a lot more listens uh, from our friends down under. And uh, and we got, to, we got to talking about this on the Patreon, which, by the way, as we're wrapping up the episode here, uh, Patreon contest this month. If you sign up for the Patreon, the 5 or $10 tier, You'll be entered in, and if we get 10 new Patreon subscribers, which we're pretty close to uh, right now for the month of July, if we get 10, we're going to give away two packages. So you can sign up for the Patreon. It's 5 or $10, patreon.com slash CanucksConvo. We do weekly episodes where we don't talk a lot of hockey, though we did spend a little bit of time talking hockey this time before. We talked about food. We talked about uh, my first date with the girlfriend a little bit. What else did we touch on in the, in the, uh, in the episode there? The Patreon. Lots. Lots. We touched on a lot of stuff. It Me was cooking. a long episode. It was a 37 Me minute cooking non-hockey. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, we basically talk about cooking every episode, yeah, too. We do. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content. And make sure you sign up in the month of July. That'll yeah. get you into the contest. Get you into our contest. I'll get you in the contest. Potentially two prizes to give away. Okay. Let's get to the poll question, though. Yeah. Let's- Are your business here poll question? Would you rather walk by a kangaroo or a bear while walking on a hike? And this is the weirdest way to ask this question. 60% of people say kangaroo. 20% say bear and 20% I'm angry. I just, the way that you ask the question makes it be like, oh, I'm just enjoying a hike. Hey, look, a kangaroo. But the way that we talked about it on the Patreon was like, which one would you be more scared of walking by? Well, yeah, but the, the insinuation with the question is that you'd be scared walking by it on a hike. I don't know. I don't think there's an insinuation there at all. I think I saw, what you're just okay. saying is like, you're just walking on a trail. Oh, look over there, bear. Oh, look over there, a kangaroo. Which one would you rather see as you're walking Oh, so it's along. like, which one do you think would be cooler to yeah, see? Yeah, that's what I thought the way that you asked the question it came out as. That's why I said I'm angry. I picked I'm angry because of the way you asked the poll uh, question. I thought you should write, like, what would you be more scared to walk by? Yeah, that was probably a little fumble on my part. Because yes. someone replied and said, kangaroo, only because bears are so common here. See, so someone's like, I'd love to see a kangaroo. That would <laughs> be cool on a walk. Wow, I did fumble see, that. You I was... fumbled that. I fumbled the Josh Levo in the playoffs. That is <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's that's not that's not a great poll question. No, that's how I read it. But the, the, honestly, we've we've done a horrible job with the poll questions since we started. Once we get a sponsor, we're going to be so much better. So sponsor our poll so? question, folks. Sponsor <laughs> our poll question. The questions will get better. We promise. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll get some engagement. We've already got 172 votes, and there's still 23 hours left on the poll. That's we good. should probably put out these polls before the show. Because well, that's one of the favorite segments now. One is, of the is, favorite segments. Someone tweeted it. They said when Quad starts Googling stuff live on the show is number one. Number two is when they talk about the poll, making the poll question, and then number three is actually doing the poll question. Also, Mike 
just pledged seven dollars on the Patreon. So he's Join listening the, to this yeah. pod live. Yeah. That's very nice. Thank you, Mike. That just popped up on my phone as we were recording and talking. So yeah, yeah. someone yeah, wow. So we're getting closer to ten now. People there might be two giveaways. Yeah. A couple more and you'll get in there. You got a twenty percent chance of winning. Fantastic. But the people who have already signed up are probably like, Oh snap, I hope no one else signs up. I yeah. got better odds now of winning, right? Yeah, didn't we say we'd do two if there's too many? If we people? get ten. If yeah, we if we get ten. ten I think we're at nine. So Really? Yeah, I think we are Good at month nine. for the Patreon. And I think that you know, we've been having a lot of fun on the Patreon. It's fun episodes, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's well, a lot we of fun. told some good story. We told while well, you talked when you got your ticket. Yeah, I'm not telling that on here. Now but that's that's ticket. Patreon content. Yeah, yeah, got to fun ticket. stuff behind the behind the uh, paywall a little bit. Yeah, and you uh, almost said behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you were do- yeah, some fun stuff behind the wheel. Quad <laughs> the ticket, but uh, yeah, we talked about that on the Patreon. A lot more other fun stuff. If you want, you know, patreoncom slash combo. That's where it's at. Get in there. Five dollars a month gets you in there. I think uh, this is a good time to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun moving into the draft. I'm very excited for what we're going to happen on Friday, man. And, and you know, recording Friday night is going to be a ton of fun. And seeing what they do on Saturday is going to be really exciting. I've been going crazy on these late-round pick articles, man. I just think there's a lot of names that just – some of these players, they just stick out, and I like what a lot of they can do. I'm just going to say one name right here, Itu Liukas. I think he might end up going in kind of the third, fourth, so that might be a trouble for the Canucks without a pick there. But, man, have I liked that little finish forward. Power forward guy, mm. real good on the forecheck. Loved watching his game. I'm I'm so curious to see where the Canucks go with their second-round pick, though. Yeah. Because that's a huge piece to the pro, to the, to the pipeline moving forward. Do they go with Scotty Morrow? Do they go with Haimo Salmi? Do they go with a forward? There's a lot of options. So, exciting week coming up here. Friday and Saturday are going to be a lot of fun. We're going to wrap up with a, a full draft recap on Sunday. We're going to have an episode for you guys on Saturday still. But a bonus episode on Sunday as well to wrap up the draft and hopefully get uh, get in contact with some prospects here. I'm hoping to be in the prospects years before Jim Benning is hmm. after they get drafted. So That's we'll see what goal. happens here. That's a good goal. All At right. least one of them. We'll wrap it up there. Right. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to the Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.